is Weekly Dose of Wellness, brought to you by Memorial Care Health System. Here's Deborah Howell. Welcome to the show. I am Deborah Howell, and today we'll be talking about the importance of having an advanced healthcare directive. Our guest today is Pamela Rubin Eubanks. Pamela is a board certified adult gerontology nurse practitioner with over 24 years of professional nursing experience in acute and critical care areas. She is currently the palliative care coordinator at Saddleback Memorial Medical Center and is also an active member of the Hospice and Palliative Nurses Association and Coalition for Compassionate Care. Welcome, Pamela. Well, thank you very much. How are you? Wonderful. It's great to have you on the show today. Let's jump right in. What is an advanced health directive? Well, I'm glad you asked, Deborah. Um, I'm very passionate about this. Um, an advanced directive is a legal document outlining a person's wishes regarding medical treatment. It's usually uh, It usually includes a living will and a power of attorney that is able to carry out your uh, medical decisions in the event that the person is just not able to communicate to the doctor or the medical team. Got it. Everybody needs one, right? Why should we get an advanced directive? Well, an advanced directive explains what you uh, want to have as a med- as your medical treatment. It empowers you. It is your voice. It helps you to stay in control until the very end. You know, it's very important as we get older that we talk to our doctors about what we want for our, our medical um, care. And so that we, uh, it gives us the opportunity to get as much as we want and our voices to be heard. <clears throat> Understood. What are the different types and who are the targets of each advanced directive? Okay. So um, there are different types, uh, like you said. There are three types. There's the proxy or a job power of attorney. Um, that's uh, one. And there's a living will which is an instruction directive specifying the medical treatments you accept or you don't, or you want to reject. The proxy is uh, for everyone, um, and so is the living will. Uh, if you uh, are 18 or over, you qualify to fill out a, 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 an advanced directive. The proxy allows someone who uh, is able to make decisions on your behalf in case you're not able to communicate your, your wishes. Mm-hmm. And the living will gives instructions um, specifying the medical treatments that you want. Okay. Uh, there is a combination of the, there's a combination form with the durable power of attorney and the living will. Uh, there are different kinds. There's the five wishes. There is your state uh, advanced directive. California has one specifically for the state. And there's also a post. The post is an actual order from the physicians that specifies what treatments that the patient would like or the person doesn't want. Um, and it is for people that are more on the, that are very ill, like seriously ill and are in and out of hospitals, in nursing homes, um, in rehab, and maybe have um, three to four years till the end of life. And it tells, it tells the ambulance or the, the, um, the paramedics, uh, if your heart were to stop, not to revive me, so it's sort of the outpatient person that is that is um, seriously ill, and so that if your if your heart were to stop, that you won't resuscitate the patient and bring them to the hospital after their heart stops. So it's a directive for people on the outside that are seriously ill. Got it. Got it, got it. And there's nothing worse than waking up in a hospital bed with a thing around your wrist that says, do not resuscitate. You don't want surprises like that. Right. 
And with, with all of these um, advanced directives, you really need to talk to people about them. Uh, say, for instance, your family, your physician, you need to let them know what your, your medical wishes are so that um, it is known. And you also need to have uh, the advanced directive and the post in a visible area. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't make sense to have this filled out all neatly and you, it all, it's only known by you. It is done when it's, it's accepted and known by others. So um, just make that more available for people to uh, know what your wishes are. Don't keep it in a drawer or, you know, in your, um, your, live, your trust and in, in a space somewhere. Exactly. That brings me to my next question. It's kind of a two-part one. First of all, how do you go about filling out an advanced directive, and where do you get one? Um, that's a good question. Uh, one place is in uh, your lawyer's office. I remember <clears throat> when I was doing uh, just a, a regular trust, a financial trust, um, in that package was my advance, my medical advance directive. So the lawyer um, can also can help you to fill that out. There's also, um, they're also available in your doctor's office. They should be. And your doctors can help you fill that out. Okay. Uh, you can get one, download some, one from the internet. And a lot of times the forms themselves come with really good directions that help you to fill that out. If you have any questions, I suggest that you speak to your primary physician first before filling, uh, filling these out. And they'll, especially someone who knows your, your medical condition and um, knows about the statistics or the, uh, the benefits of the, of the treatment, benefits and the harm of the treatment. Exactly. Now, who should be making medical decisions for you if you become incapable of making decisions on your own? That's an interesting question because, question because most people think, okay, my spouse, um, it goes you know, automatically to your loved one or your spouse. But you want to make sure that the per- person you choose knows what you want knows you very well, and you trust that they'll do what you want um, them to do. They'll carry out your direction. Um, this became uh, a real um, personal thing for me uh, about three years ago when I went to the, the lawyer's office and was filling one out with my husband. And, you know, automatically I thought my husband was going to be my, um, my, uh, my POA or my DPOA, my mm-hmm. top attorney. And so I asked him, well, what would you do? He said, uh, well, I, I would just follow the doctor's orders, whatever the doctors say. And I was pretty petrified because, you know, I told him several times that I didn't want to be resuscitated. And, right. you know, for him to say that was just... Yeah, it's <laughs> was a little jarring. Yeah. So uh, it, it, you have to speak, you have to know who to, that, that the person that you choose is going to carry out your, um, your orders. And be firm about it. And Yes, and be firm. Absolutely. Okay. Who should you give copies of your advance directive to? Uh, your, the copies should go to people who know what to do. So definitely your, um, your, in your home, the spouse, the, the DPOA or the power of attorney that you've chosen, your physician should get one. And when you go to the hospital, um, you, they normally ask you for uh, an advance directive and scan it to their EMR, scan it to your records. So, yes, your um, power of attorney, uh, say someone in the home, uh, some, wherever you are, say you're in a skilled nursing facility, they should have one. Mm-hmm. Um, if in a rehab, they should have one. Um, and the hospital definitely should have one. And um, any home that you're in, 
they they should have one and know your wishes and know and have a a, a very a, a place a visible place that it should be located. Do you have any suggestions of a visible place? Because I'm thinking about my home, I like I can't imagine where I would put it. <laughs> well, you know what? The sicker you are, it, I think it's more important uh, for you to have it as visible as possible. Got it. Um, so people that are uh, fairly sick and have a pulse, they would stick it on the refrigerator or just on a desk that was just right there um, and visible and on the table, um, those places. Most people place them in, in their um, their desk drawers, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, just where you keep all your, your other valuable your valuable items. That is really wonderful and just heartfelt information. The work you do is very, very important, Pamela. Thank you so much for your time today. We do appreciate it so much. Thank you for having me. For more information or to listen to a podcast of this show, please go to memorialcare.org. That's all for this time. I'm Deborah Howell. Thanks for listening, and have yourself a great day.